and anything you put out there be it a book a audio a cd they grab it they appreciate it they listen to it and they rave about it that's when you have influence Hi everyone, we have Suhu here. We have the Sifu of Master, the Master Trainer at Abundant Impact. And today he is here to talk about how to go, grow a training business in challenging times. Hi Suhu. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Yeah, as so, you know, we are uh, going through a very challenging time with COVID, with uh, lockdowns, and you know, we have a lot of trainers in the LinkedIn community. So Suhu, please share with us, you know, a few tips on how to grow a training business in these times. Thank you. Thank you for asking that question. And, and you're right, you know, um, with the lockdowns across the world, um, international travel not being allowed, there are many trainers who are stuck and, and a lot of trainers were jumping into the online platform and the online bandwagon early on. Um, so I'm just going to share a three key steps for trainers not only to survive but to thrive during these challenging times mm. all right the first thing to understand is this who is the market for you as a trainer who are you actually targeting now a lot of people don't see this there is a huge difference between corporate trainers and um, public program trainers individual retail trainers if you're selling a retail program direct to an individual and the individual has paid you, you know, a thousand, five thousand, whatever amount it is, ten thousand, they are going to be vested to listen to you. They are going to force themselves to listen to you, even if you're training in the middle of the night, because they have paid you. You can be the most boring trainer, you can be the most uh, uh, flat tone, monotonous trainer. But the fact that they want your content, they want your knowledge, they have a vested interest, they have paid you, they will pay attention to listen to you. Mm. So a lot of trainers was jumping, who were jumping into the online bandwagon. Unfortunately, they were jumping into the world of retail training. They went into Facebook marketing, digital marketing, uh, social media, Instagram, TikTok to deliver corporate content, corporate structure of training to the mass market and it will not work. It's a waste of a lot of trainers, hard-earned, valuable resources that they have remaining. Mm. At the same time, there's a lot of retail trainers who were attempting to go into the corporate world because the corporations still have a large you know, um, finance and a large uh, resources to pump into their training. Mm. And if a, a public program trainer wants to go into the corporate world just like that, it will not work as well. Because in the corporate world, the participants, a lot of them are not volunteers. They did not volunteer for the program. They were asked to attend a program. They were forced to attend a program. They were... Um, cajoled into going for a program, it might even be part of their KPI to attend a program. So if you have a program, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, or, you know, you have a 10 hour talk program, it is not going to work in the corporate world. 
So the first step, I want uh, uh, my mentees, my team, my trainers to really understand and focus on is this. Are you serving corporations or are you serving individuals? Who is the people who, at the end of it, not just the paymaster, but who is the one who decided that your program should be suitable for them? Was it themselves mm. or was it their employers or colleagues? So that's the first step. Yep. The second step then is to understand the five pillars. I call it DALS, D-I-A-L-S, DALS, all right? The first pillar of DALS is delivery. Many trainers focus on the ability to deliver. In fact, a lot of people will proudly tell you, I want this competition, I want that competition, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a distinguished Toastmasters. Those are all in the areas of delivery. Mm. But delivery is not just storytelling. Mm. Delivery is not just uh, uh, energy or language. Delivery also covers how are you going to design a program that really will entice your audience to pay attention. Mm. You know, um, say online, for example, right now, everybody's doing online. How are you going to use Zoom? How are you going to use Kahoot, uh, Mentimeter, or whatever other tools there are? There's so many tools out there. How are you going to integrate all those tools to be able to deliver a powerful presentation? Mm. If it's offline, are you utilizing games? Are you utilizing VR, AR technology? Are you utilizing, you know, costumes, uh, theatrical play, storytelling into your delivery? That is what I mean by delivery. The masters are great in delivery. Mm. But not just that. We also have I, influence. As a good trainer, your ability to trans give your message and influence your audience mm. is a given. Mm. However, the greatest trainers, the masters, they're able to influence the audience to become a raving fan. Mm. For the audience, not just to sell you, but for them to go back and tell their company to keep engaging you, for them to go back and tell their families to attend your program, for them to tell their friends to attend your program, that's when you have the ability to influence them. When they come to your program again and again and again, and they attend different levels of your program, and anything you put out there, be it a book, an audio, a CD, they grab it, they appreciate it, they listen to it, and they rave about it. That's when you have influence. A, authority. Do people know you before they meet you? Have people heard of you? Mm. When they Google your topic, does your name appear? Mm. When they Google your name, does your name appear? A lot of people have asked me this, Suhu, why do I, why do you, me, Suhu, position myself as a Suhu master trainer? Is it because of pride? Is it because of anything? The answer is no. Suhu is my surname. If you go and Google Suhu, all the Suhus will show up. I may not show up because there are three movie stars of the same surname. Three Hollywood stars of the same surname. We, that's not including the Korean stars whose surname is Su and their first name is, starts with Hu. And there's a lot of them. So if you Google Su Hu, my name won't appear. 
And if I were to give you my full name, it has four syllables, mm. syllables which is very long and not catchy. So Suhu have always been my name, my business name. And because of that, I had to think of a way to differentiate myself from the rest of the Suhus. And that's where I put my, what I do, which is I train trainers in Malaysia and around Southeast Asia. So I put that as part of my branding, Suhu mm. Master Trainer. Mm-mm. Right? So can you imagine if you go to China and you look for Lee, and the only thing you remember is the man's name is Lee. You're never going to find Lee. Yeah. All right. You're the only Suhu yes. I know, Suhu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I know a lot of Suhus because they're all my family members. <laughs> and and the, the thing is, a lot of people don't realize Suhu is my surname. Mm. So it makes it like, you know, when people, then when people Google, they won't be able to find. Yeah. So authority is critical. And authority is not just you Googling your name. Like mm. the highest level of authority is before people even Google you, have people heard of you. Mm. That's like the pinnacle of authority. Like if you talk about personal development, what's mm. the first name that comes into mind? Mm. You know? So <laughs> whichever whichever area that you're focused on, your authority needs to be as high as you can push it to. Mm. L, the fourth criteria, L, is logistics mm. how are you managing your room how are you managing even whether it's virtual for example do you have a producer managing a virtual room for you, mm. you know, or are you handling everything on your own that you have to manage when people are, are in a waiting room and then somebody's asking a question and then you are going to have a breakout room you get a 15 different breakout room how are you managing your logistics uh. all right in face-to-face training it's just as critical mm. you know when students need water, are you running around getting water for your students? You know, a lot of trainers um, want to think of trainers as a training as like a movie star, rock star feel. But then you observe them in a training room. They're running up and down, switching on lights, switching off lights, getting water for participants. I don't know whether it's a movie star or a waiter kind of feel, right? And we used to worry about catering, about the venue, yeah. air con, all these things. Yeah. <laughs> so logistics is critical. And, and my advice to most trainers is, is just outsource it. Get somebody else to manage it so that you can get your mind fully 100% in the training room itself. Mm. And the last thing as is your subject matter. Mm. Subject matter is critical. Mm. What are you good at? What is your subject matter? You know, uh, one of uh, my friends love to say this. If you live it, you know it. You know, there's so many people who are teaching topics that they know, Mm. but they're not living that life. Mm. So if you live it, you know it. If you're just teaching it, you don't, you know. So I have like five levels of each of these dials, but in today's call, I I won't have time to share all the different levels. (laughs) Yeah, uh, but like the pinnacle of of uh, subject matter expertise is living that life. Mm. I'll give you one example. Um, a lot of bankers, a lot of financial consultants, they believe that they live the life. They ha- they're the subject matter experts. Mm. Let me ask you a question. How many bankers you know who are financially free? Mm. If they are not financially free, why are you asking a banker 
for financial freedom advice. Mm. How many bankers you know are investing as much money as you are? If they're not investing as much money as you are, why are you going to them for investment advice? Investing a thousand and investing a hundred thousand and investing one million have all very different mindset required. Mm. That's what I mean by subject matter expertise. Yeah. So if you manage your DALS, D-I-A-L-S, that's the second thing that you need to do in order for you to thrive during these financial times, these difficult mm. times. The third thing you need to do in these difficult times is to manage your 4M. 4M. Wow. All right. Mm. And the first M is, I've mentioned it earlier, do you know your market? Do you mm. really know your market? Not just the demographics of your market, but the psychographics. Like, mm. how do your market think? What do they really want? What do they desire? Mm. Because there's no point providing people with what they need. Nobody ever buys what they need, but everybody buys what they want. Mm. All right? Your job is to figure out what is the desires and the wants of your market. Mm. That's the first M. Only when you know your first M do you work on your second M, which is your message. What is the message you want to deliver to that market? The third M then is your media. Mm. How are you going to design your media? Where, which media are you going to use in order for you to deliver your message to your market? And the fourth mm. M is you, which is me. Mm. How are you working on you? Who do you have to be in order for you to use your media to deliver your message to your market? And that's the third thing you need to do to manage your 4M. Mm. If you can do these three things, not only will you be able to survive, you're going to thrive in this world. Because mm. right now, we are at a very, very unique place in the world we are in literally a flat world and i don't mean flat as in physically flat flat as in you have the ability to conduct your training to students from malaysia taiwan bangladesh indonesia uh, canada mm. south america north america africa all at the same time from the comfort of your home mm. it's an unprecedented time in order for you to be able to deliver to 20 countries in the past, you have to be in 20 countries or 20 countries, participants from 20 countries have to fly to one location. Mm. But right now, you can do it at the comfort of your own home, in your t-shirt, all right, yeah. enjoying a chair, you know. That's the yeah. best time. And the, the time where people are more open to online trainings, they have no choice. Yeah. Now, you say online training, Zoom, oh, okay, oh, let's... Let's do it because now is the norm. Unlike last time, they say so boring or whatever. Yeah, on top, just as much as you can go overseas, remember, <laughs> overseas can come to you. If you don't manage your 4M, if you don't manage your uh, dials well, the trainers from Africa, North America, South America, Europe, Canada, Australia, China, India, all of these trainers are coming to your market. So think about it. 
mm. as much as you can expand, so can all the other trainers. And that's why your dials, your 4M, knowing your market is critical mm. in order for you to thrive during these challenging times. Yeah, thanks Suhu. Thanks for all this wisdom. I hope you know we get to not only inspire all the trainers in Malaysia, but through this uh, video and platform, we get to actually inspire and also um, educate all the trainers around the world as well. So thanks so much, Suhu. Thank you. Thank you for having me.